welcome back for another video. Today we're going to look at the optimal FPL team. For this one I've used FPL Reviews projections in Up Pillar's Optimizer tool. I guarantee it's not a team you've seen and the more I look at it the more it makes perfect sense. Sertalp Solver is the most powerful one in the space so this is worth paying attention to. So this is part two of a two-part series looking at the optimal team. In part one we use Mikhail Tokvam's projections and in this one we use FPL Review projections. And finally, after we've looked at the team, we've also got a draft which uses 50-50 weighting between the two sets of data. More on that later, and make sure you subscribe, there's lots of great FPL content to come this season. So let's go through the team, and it's a contentious picking goal, it's Edison. The beauty of optimization is that it's not subject to any biases like humans are. And on that note, Edison frustrated many managers last season, often conceding one goal in games that City were well on top of. I was on the receiving end of those frustrations, so I've been completely blindsided by him as an FPL pick this season. Man City were comfortably best in the league for expected goals conceded last season, so does his underperformance regress to the mean and we start seeing those clean sheets again. Onto the back three, which is Dunk, Estepinian and Botman. Spoilers, we do have Chilwell first on the bench, so if you don't agree with the Botman pick then that's an easy swap anyone can make. So Dunk's one name I've not seen in any drafts, and I really like the double up in defence. Most of us have got Estepinian already, so with a double up you stand to gain points over those Estepinian owners. Brighton are top of the game week 1 clean sheet odds as well, and this optimal team has a bench that can take care of the fixtures when they turn off to game week 3 for Brighton. And of course you can also spend a transfer there anyway. He's a reliable 90 minute a game man, even when European football kicks off for Brighton. Hopefully Estepinian is also a 90 minute man. He surprised many of us last season, starting all games when the schedule got crazy. Double game week 29, double game week 34, double game week 36 and double game week 37 started every game. With no Cobble this season, that's also one less option in left back for De Zerbi. Last season Brighton were 5th best in the league for expected goals conceded. Newcastle was 2nd best for XGC, so let's talk quickly on Botman. In my eyes, Chilwell is fine to start ahead of him. It's something we've talked about a lot recently. They're up against Liverpool game week 1, who do look vulnerable down that side due to Trent's position in his new role. So therefore, if you are one of those starting Chilwell game week 1, then Botman can be ignored. You can sub him for any 4.5 mil defender instead. So let's have a look at the optimal midfield, and this might surprise you. It's Eze and Bumo, Saka captain, Fernandez and Rashford, no Salah in the team. So Eze first. And here's a reminder of the pre-season he's having. Only Anderson has more returns, he's got two goals and four assists. Obviously pre-season isn't the be-all end-all of what's a good asset and what's not, due to the varying difficulties that the opponents faced. However, he's absolutely passing the eye test when I've watched him. He should be on penalties, and Sheffield United a great opening fixture. In the 6.5mm bracket, only Mbumo is projected to score higher. Brentford will be looking to Mbumo for goals with Tony suspended till around Gamic 19. And as a consequence of no Tony, he's also on pens. He took one the other day in pre-season. On average, there's a 21% chance of a penalty being awarded in a match. So the more pen takers you have, the better. In fact, in this midfield alone, you've got four. FPL is all about putting yourself in a position to get lucky, and pen takers is certainly a route to bag those points, even if that player might be having a quiet game. And it could be someone else that did the hard work to win the penalty while you bag the points. Saka captain then, this one surprised me. With the greatest respect to Forrest, they are having a horrendous pre-season. In the last three, it's three losses on the bounce and no goals scored. It really does feel like a fixture that will be a goals fest. And if Forrest line up with Aina and left wing back against Saka, that's a potential weakness there. Lodi's loan has ended and he's no longer an option there for Cooper. One Arsenal mid is one arguable weakness you could give this team though. 
I've personally got two in my current draft. We've talked lots about the Bruno and Rashford double up. One new piece of information during the rounds is that Lopetegui is reportedly considering his position as Wolves manager due to the lack of signings. Could Wolves end up in a relegation battle this season? They've lost the likes of Neves and Jimenez and there's rumours that Saar has been considered by other clubs as well. If you're not keen on the Man United double or you simply prefer the Arsenal double then one change you could easily make is swapping either of them for Erdegaard or Martinelli. Onto the front two and it's Watkins and Haaland. There's been a massive shake up in FPL over the last week. First the news that Jesus is out for the start of the season and then Nkunku went off injured in Chelsea's final pre-season friendly. So Watkins has emerged as a strong contender to pair with Haaland. He's had a good pre-season with three goals, though he actually missed two penalties. And honestly, not necessarily a bad thing if he is taken off pens now. I think he's missed five out of nine in his career, which is a recipe for disaster in FPL. He took 86 shots last season, 81 inside the box, which is exactly where you want them to be taking them. His 14.8 non-penalty XG was better than the likes of Tony and Saka. Let us know in the comments who your strikers are as it stands. Onto the bench and then we'll look at the 50-50 weighted team between the two projected point sources. The bench is Hennessy, Chilwell, Colwell and Weijo. Chilwell absolutely fired to start in game with one in my eyes. And Colwell's top among all the 4.5mm defenders for total projected points. You can see the rotations here when you look at the fixtures under the player names. As soon as Brighton's fixtures turn there's a clear path of starting both the Chelsea lads. So that's the optimal team using FPL reviews data, but for this video I also used what's called a weighted ensemble. In a nutshell, the FPL review and Mikhail Tottenham projected points averaged for a 50-50 weighting. So why is this a good idea? They're both fantastic models, but averaging the values gives the ability to dampen out mistakes that a model could have, though equally it can potentially come at a cost of special insights as well. So let's have a look at how that team looks. There's some very interesting tweaks here, notably the formation change to 4-5-1. Edison survives in goal, Estepinian survives in defence, Gabriel Trippier and Ruben Diaz come in. So we go from Saka as the only Arsenal player to triple Arsenal with Erdegaard and Gabriel as well and it's Haaland captain instead of Saka. Eze and Watkins both drop out with Haaland the lone striker now. This weighted draft certainly loads up value in the start and 11 more with Henry the only bench player here. Woodrow and Archer won't get many minutes if any. I personally don't mind a bench this light when you don't have rotation risks in the start and 11. Let's not forget, Trippier finished 42 points clear as the top scoring defender last season with 198. He almost earned himself a spot in the all-time FPL dream team, so is Trippier someone we're overlooking? Obviously Game Week 2 and Game Week 3 are off-putting, but Henry first on the bench is perfect to chuck in for those two. Newcastle have just got a deal over the line signing Liveramento from Southampton for 40mm who is a right back, so they do have some quality depth in that position. Perhaps Livermento would just be using domestic cups or the Champions League more than the actual league, one for the future. Which team do you like more? FPL optimisation is a really interesting subject to me. I have to repeat a point I made a year ago. In 1996, the Deep Blue AI defeated world number one Kasparov at a game of chess. This was pretty groundbreaking stuff at the time. And then nine years later, the Ribka AI became the first unbeatable chess AI. In 2011, IBM's Watson AI won the game of Jeopardy against the two best players in the world at the time, and in 2017, Google's AlphaZero AI mastered the 3,000-year-old Chinese board game Go, which later forced the world champion to quit in frustration. So will FPL ever see the same fate where the AI is unbeatable? Well, actually the answer is no. Football's unsolvable because of its unpredictable nature. You can never account for something like a red card or an own goal, etc. An optimizer is only as good as the data it's fed, and we've used the best data in the field for this one, but that's the beauty of football, it is completely random in its nature. 
That said, if AI does take over the world, please show mercy on me for forcing you to work out the best FPL team for us. Thanks for watching and hit subscribe if you enjoyed this. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.